Welcome, Welcome to, to Quick Shots. Quick Shots. Welcome to Quick Shots with your Help. favorite cousins, James and Alex Fitzgerald. I'm, it's us. I'm going to chuck this one to you off. Uh, <laughs> I'll get you to open the batting. Party mm-hmm. wants to know: Can we own two owner-occupied properties? No. Next. <laughs> Care to elaborate? No, you can't. You can't own two owner-occupied properties mm. in Australia. You can't have two tax-free assets, my friend. However, if you move out of your owner-occupier and you turn it into an investment property, it may still be a capital gains tax exempt up to a certain amount of years. I think it's six years. Is that right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. don't know off the like top that. of my head, but no, certainly not possible mm-hmm. to have more than one, unfortunately. No. If you no. lived in America, I think you can have two. But Yeah, but, you in, probably America, don't. but in America, their, their tax... Um, Incentives are on their owner occupiers. Yes. Yes. So that's why they completely, they can completely completely backwards to Australia. Is, yep. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Hmm. Uh, over to you, Kaz from Grant. I understand land in the form of house or townhouse is is better to own as an investment. However, what if you can't extend on that existing dwelling? Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the context of that question. It might have <laughs> been in in the context of. Um, granny flats, uh, you know, because uh, some people do listen to the back catalogue of episodes in delay. Um, they do. The 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 one thing I would say is, in terms of the you know land and and land use, it is fast evolving. And you know, for for example, um, every council in Australia has different rules and regulations around side and rear setbacks that are changing. You know, it Always used to be changing. that you could you could you had to be a meter and a half set back from the side boundary, five and a half meters from the back. We're seeing a lot of councils that are now allowing up to three or, or as little as three meters from the back of the block. Um, we're seeing you know a lot of people explore building above the garages these days. Some people even converting garages in inner city suburbs into self-contained units. So, uh, Grant, what, what I would sort of say is, you know, when it comes to land use, it, it is constantly evolving. I mm. think if you're buying land today and in 10 years' time thinking that you might, you know, try and take it from an asset that's predominantly land with one house on it that, that's grown in value to a land, land block of land with multiple tenancies that gives you more income, it'll look so different in a mm. decade's time to what it looks today. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, setbacks aren't even a thing. Then I've never quite yeah. understood them. Like why yeah. do you have to be set back from Visual, the boundary? Just straight um, visuals, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. In terms of, you know, extending, that is often the, the challenge is, is fitting in with the council requirements. You still, you'd still want to take like a calculated punt in in some regard, though, wouldn't you, James? Like you wouldn't, you know, buy a regional and and hope that you know it changes. You know, you want to be in a in a growth suburb, but you know the recent changes and and I guess um, takeover of the state government in Queensland has been has been really interesting. They've sort of said to local councils, we hey, we need you to make things happen. We need you to allow. Uh, granny flats and stuff like that. So yeah, co- constantly evolving in terms of how we Always. use our blocks of land. Um, mm. Wendy wants to know how much, as a minimum, of capital do we need to get our foot in the door with a property investment? Oh, tough question, Wendy, because it really depends on so many different things. Do you own your own home? Do you rent? Do you have kids? You know, what what do you earn? So many different things. We, we typically say, you know, it's 80 to 
right? But you have to be open to investing in another state. You know, so it depends where you are. If you're fixated on buying in New South Wales because you live in New South Wales, mm. it's going to be a completely different answer to that question. But mm. to just get your foot in the door with a property investment, I'm going to say 180 to 100 grand. Yeah rule, yeah, rule of thumb is you need um, probably 15% minimum. You generally need a 10% deposit plus 5% of the property cost, uh, you know, as, yep. as an on cost. That's a sort of real basic and And equation. a bit of buffer. And yep. a bit of buffer, bit of buffer. right? So, yep. you know, it, um, it, it depends. Yep. It really depends. Uh, that was Quick Shots this week. Thank you oh, for sending through your questions. Whoa. If you've got any more, send them through. We love to get them. Emails are in the show notes, our Instagram, our Facebook. You can get us uh, however you choose and like to. We'll see you next week. Pardeep, Grant, Wendy, thanking you. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is thedoubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is thedoubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.